Uh, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is delicious. It is a way for you to stay healthy, low-cal, low-carb, high in protein, high in fiber, uh, and they taste great, made with real chocolate. They, they put the uh, taste first and the healthy part second. Um, they have um, mint brownie flavor, which is really good. Salted caramel cookies and cream. Uh, their coconut taste. I mean, they should do a taste test with it. I think it tastes just like a Mounds bar. Uh, built. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your first order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. We begin our national radio program in, uh, well, 15 seconds. Stand by. President Trump is waiting to speak to you. set the scene this past weekend was the perfect example for everything wrong with joe biden the gross negligence of the past four years of media malfeasance everything that the left said would happen under donald trump just occurred over the last weekend let me just give you an update on where we are as a nation remember we were told oh everybody our allies just hate us so much because of donald trump and Biden would come in and restore our integrity and our role in the world. Meanwhile, Britain's not talking to us. France, our longest uh, uh, ally and one of our most trusted NATO allies, recalled their ambassador for the first time in American history over a botched arms deal with Australia. Oh, and NATO is about to collapse due to Biden ignoring the NATO heads of state they no longer trust us and are talking about a new European League instead of NATO. Biden was going to be compassionate. He would never put people in cages on the border. Well, he didn't have cages. We didn't even care enough to build a place for him. Now, I haven't seen AOC crying on the Texas border of the 15,000 people that are living under the Del Rio Bridge. The border is worse than any time in American history, a true humanitarian crisis, all because Biden reversed all of Trump's partnerships with Mexico and others. We were promised the economy would roar back to life. Well, we have 11 million unfilled jobs. We're printing money for welfare. The Dow dropped 600 points yesterday because we're worried about another financial collapse, this time in China who we are now fully in bed with. Biden would unite us. 57% of Democrats now think Trump supporters are the biggest threat to America, followed by 56% that think the biggest threat is anti-vaxxers. Wow, they've just made you doubly dangerous. The people who support President Trump, the guy who got the vaccine done in record time, and has had the vaccine himself and says other people should get it. 
He and his supporters are called anti-vaxxers by Joe. No miracles are coming, Biden. Meanwhile, Trump was the dictator. As Biden forces companies to bend to his will on vaccines, our president now, last week, told 100 million Americans, quote, my patience is running thin. Gas prices are higher than ever. We are no longer energy independent. And because of what Joe Biden did in his first couple of weeks, Russia this morning is now holding Europe hostage over oil and gas. Joe Biden was for the working man. Now we find out, yeah, as long as you're in a union and if you don't mind runaway food inflation, uh, and it's not so bad unless you eat meat. Our schools are now run by the teachers union, CRT, and you gotta mask your kids. Violent crime is through the roof. I'm not sure what our military stands for anymore. There's no accountability. And the great uniter and global healer was handed peace in the Middle East. The historic Abrahamic Accords now in shambles. They're back to appeasing Iran, putting Israel in danger, giving our weapons and planes to the Taliban. And to sum up in Afghanistan, Americans have been left behind. Do you miss him yet? President Donald Trump, right now. The Glenn Beck Program. President Trump, I started that list about 20 minutes ago, and I could have gone on. I cannot believe it's only been nine months, and this much damage has been done to our nation. Well, I'd like to copy that list. I think I'm going to get that, and I'm going to maybe just, you don't mind if I plagiarize. Like <laughs> no, did. not at all. I wrote that. I, that, <laughs> that, is, that is astounding. That is astounding. Yeah, yeah there's plenty more. It's pretty incredible. Well, look, Europe is very, very unhappy with him, not for personality reasons, because I got along great. I actually got along great with Merkel. I got along great with Boris. I got along great with everybody, Macron or France. The the problem that I had is that NATO and Europe, they were ripping us off so badly on NATO. I mean, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. I got them to pay $430 billion. I said, look, you got to pay it. We're protecting you. They were delinquent. Most of them were not paying or they were paying very little, not what they were supposed to pay. They had a very strong regulation. They have to pay up to a certain point. They weren't even close to it other than eight countries, eight out of 28. So that was NATO was a ripoff from the standpoint of that. And they paid up when I came in. They asked me, they said, well, would you protect? I said, no, you got to pay. And once they said, you got to pay your bills, no other president has said it. And they were ripping us, but they got along with me, but they didn't like a lot of the things I did. Like, for instance, uh, the second thing about Europe, we can go to many other countries, many other places, but, but the second thing about Europe is they ripped us off on trade. We don't sell farm products there. We don't sell cars there. We don't sell anything. They have us so restricted. And I was breaking that up until we had the rigged election result. I mean, I was breaking it up and we were going to have, I mean, when COVID came in, obviously we had to have another thing and we came up with a vaccine in nine months, actually less, believe it or not. It was supposed to take four or five years and did a lot of good work therapeutically, Regeneron and a lot of other things, Mm -hmm. which people don't talk about, which is so important. If you ever get it, although you had it, didn't you? I did. I did have it. it. Yeah, I had I had a bad case of it, but I was taking uh, the minute I stopped taking hydroxychloroquine. I got it. Right. 
<laughs> I mean, oh, but that's right. Yeah. Well, that was another thing. I should have said you should never take hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> if I said that, they'd say you must have it. You know, right. you know the wall. So we had after two and a half years of lawsuits, which I ended up winning all of them, eleven of them at least. Uh, we started building the wall, and it was a month from being finished. It was great, and it's still great because it covers such vast sections. But just little openings. And, you know, unlike them, I wanted to get all our equipment back. OK, I took I wanted everything coming back from Mexico. They didn't they didn't mind leaving eighty five billion dollars worth of equipment in in uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So so what happens? So what happens is Europe is ripping us off so badly on trade. So when I was, you know, there on numerous occasions, great relationships. But I said, you can't do that. You got to buy our cars. You got to buy, you know, things that we make also. So we had about, when I got there, we had $190 billion trade deficit, which nobody knows. And with China, we had $507 billion in a trade deficit. And I did a great job. And I made a trade deal with China, which put our farmers in great shape. They're doing well because of it. I mean, frankly. And I don't even talk about it because of COVID, though. I don't even mention it. You know, when I when I talk about a trade deal, it's a big deal. It's one of the biggest deals ever made. I also redid our deal with Canada, as you know, with mm-hmm. Canada and Mexico. That was NAFTA was probably the worst trade deal ever made. And now it's a great deal for the United States. Um, and it's, you know. What we did is amazing, and uh, uh, he's breaking so much of it up. It's terrible. I, uh, I, I we have such limited time with you. I, I, yeah. I, I want to cover a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the can you just tell me, <laughs> it, it were they following the withdrawal plan that you had in place with Afghanistan? No, not even a little bit. And we had a great plan, but it was a very tenuous plan. It was based on many conditions. For instance, you can't kill American soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with Abdul, you know, Abdul Ghani Karaka. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with him and very strongly. And he's the guy that's now the boss. And he was the boss then. And a lot of people weren't sure. And I had, you know, numerous conversations. But I said the first absolute first part of the first conversation that abdul hopefully we're going to get along but here's the story if you kill any americans or any american soldiers any we're going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before and we're starting in your village but we are going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before I hate to start off a conversation that way. It's not very friendly, but that's okay. I think you understand I you've do. been fighting for your entire life. So what happened, what happened, Glenn, is from that point, for 18 months, I believe it is approximately, not one American soldier was killed. We kept everything that we, and you have to understand, I did want to get out. But I wanted to get out with dignity and I wanted to take our equipment out and, you know, eighty five billion dollars. And I wanted to get I didn't want soldiers killed. I've spoken to numerous of the parents who will only speak to me. They won't speak to Biden because they view what he did as having killed their child. And what he did is just indefensible. He took the military out first. And he left all these people, and then we became beggars to get the people out. So I had a plan to get them out very quickly. 
But first, the Americans would go out. I say, go out. And you had a certain amount of time. If somebody wants to stay, we can't be responsible for them. But not too many people would have stayed. Go out. We were going to keep Bagram open. We were never going to close that because, frankly, Bagram is more about China than it is about Afghanistan. It's practically right on the border of China. It's perfect. And now we've lost that. And you know who's taking it over? China. I hear China is taking it over. We spent $10 billion to build that base. It's got the longest, most powerful runways in the world. And China is now got its representatives. It looks like they're going to take it over. Glenn, it's not even believable what's happened. The way we got out, you know, they have Apache helicopters. These are really expensive (laughs) weapons. And really, they have 28 of them. And they're brand new. They're the latest model. They have, you know, other obviously planes. I I even say this, and you're a man. The reason you're great is because you're such common sense. Okay, it's about most it's about 90 percent common sense. Let's face it. And why wouldn't they bring pilots in to fly out the planes or the helicopters? Uh, It would have taken an hour. Even if you land them in Pakistan, land them in any country. You got 10 countries you can land them in and get them out of there. So they didn't do that. Let me um, let me talk to you a little bit about Pakistan. Um, General uh, Hamid and. and the Prime Minister Imran uh, Khan it has been remarkable helping us get uh, Christians or, or, or right. on this case, they've been helping us on uh, uh, getting Americans out and, and people who are mm-hmm. targeted. They've been truly remarkable. Were the, weren't they part of your plan? Yes. I had a great relationship with Khan. You know, he was a great athlete. He was a great cricket player. He was like the Mickey Mantle of cricket. Okay, I don't know if you know that, but he was a great athlete. I know. I guess, you know, that's how he was famous yeah. in the country, and he became you know, prime minister. And he was a friend of mine, and he appreciated, you know, I wiped out ISIS 100% of the caliphate, which is yeah. much tougher than getting out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And we were getting out of Afghanistan. You know, I took it down from 20,000 down to 2,500 troops or less. And plus, we had some European troops that I insisted be there, because why should we be fighting all this stuff? I mean, another reason Europe wasn't in love with me, but they respected this country. You know, they respected us greatly. Now they don't. They're laughing at us like we're fools. And we are. The way he got out of Afghanistan was, in my opinion, and your opinion, too, I think it was the most embarrassing event in the history of our country. I, you know, it um, it tells me something about the American soul that it is still uh, wide awake and still open, because I think people saw that and saw that that was the most dishonorable thing we've ever done. It was dishonorable the way we treated our our allies for so long. It leaving people behind, leaving Americans behind it has never been done, never been done. And now. To have the the Pakistani general and the Pakistani prime minister helping Americans to get out and doing the things that our own federal government should be doing, it's shameful. Right. It's shameful. Well, it's uh, an incredible thing, but maybe more incredible is if you watch the news, you see nothing about that catastrophe anymore. You see nothing about I know. the 13 soldiers, the warriors. But... You know, they were brought in because we took everyone out and they they needed like an emergency. And they brought these young, generally young kids in and they weren't even there. They brought them in. They brought them in on an emergency basis. They got blown up. You know, who they never talk about the people, the our people and 
people on the other side, 260 people. But they don't talk about our soldiers whose legs were blown off that are right now sitting in a hospital, maybe listening to your show. Congratulations on your success, by the way. Thank you. You do great. Really great. But they're, they're sitting in a hospital with no legs, with no arm. They have been badly. Now, we lost 13, but we have numerous really badly injured, as you can imagine, soldiers in the hospital right now. Nobody even mentions that. But what's incredible is the news doesn't mention anything about this anymore. In fact, he's going to make a speech today. He's going to talk about he got out of Afghanistan. Now, if you get out of Afghanistan, a lot of people like that, and and mm-hmm. you know people have different views on it. But you know, you get out, but you leave with great dignity. You leave with your weapons. I always knew that government was a fake government. We will give you another fake. And Ghani was, you know, he was uh, seen leaving with loads of cash. He had to leave some of it on the runway because it didn't fit into his helicopter and his plane. So he left. Tremendous amounts of cash on the runway, which nobody talks about. And I would criticize him for years. I used to criticize him because I heard certain things and I believe they were true. And now he turned out to be true. And the soldiers, you know, they're great fighters, but they were fighting for a paycheck. They were among the highest paid soldiers, the Afghans, because we were paying six billion dollars to the soldiers to fight. So they weren't really fight. They were getting a paycheck. That's why it collapsed so fast. And I always said, as soon as we leave, within minutes, that thing is going to collapse or before. And I said, Ghani will be out right before us. Ghani had a lot of political power in the United States with the politicians. That's the only thing kept him in office. Mm. But so I knew that. So therefore, I want to take back the equipment because they're not going to use it because they're going to leave. And that's what happened. They left. We could have had. The soldiers saved, our people out, everything beautiful. And we could have been out in the same period of time. It's really, you know, you're not talking about a different period of time or much of a different. Maybe you take an extra couple of months, but you're talking about we would have been out. I would have started. In fact, I had a May 1st date, but they didn't meet the the conditions. So we knocked the hell out of it. We bombed them. They were never going anywhere near me. Never anywhere near me. And he understood. Remember, they would never, no country would ever have been hit so hard as what they, if they killed Americans. Right. And think of it. In Chicago, that a thousand people, they, 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 what's happening in Chicago is so bad with these Democrats and New York is having a tremendous problem with crime, the well, crime. Let me, let in me, Afghanistan, it, we didn't lose one soldier. Hang on just a second. Let me, let, me go to, let me go to crime and some things that are happening here. Let me take 10 seconds for station ID. Go ahead. Go ahead. Back with just a, a few more minutes with uh, President Trump. Uh, President Trump, I would love to have you on uh, when you when you have uh, a little more time. You are. Sure. There are so many things that are going on uh, that uh, need you know explanation and and need some common sense here. Um, can I ask you quickly? The book is out uh, today about General Milley. Uh, the, the failure from Lloyd Austin and general Milley is historic, but now we find out also that general Milley, uh, possibly was undermining you with China while you were, you were president. You said, and I thought it was very gracious of you to say, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. 
Do you believe it yet? So I learned early on that he was a dope. I learned that when we walked to the church that was smoldering from the rioters. You know, that's what they were, anarchists that tried to burn it down, that they tried to say were wonderful, just, you know, protesters, friendly protesters. As I'm walking, you see flame, you see smoke. I mean, literally the day, a day or two before they burned, they tried to burn down the church, which was built along with the White House. I mean, at the same time, very, very important institution, everything. And it's a church. So they didn't quite make it, but it was minutes from burning down. All right. And Millie walked with me and I walked with numerous people. But Millie, the next day I saw him apologizing from the day he apologized. They essentially had nothing to do with him because they said this guy's a dope. All he had to do is say, uh, it's my great honor to walk with the president or the presidency. Talk about not me. Talk about the presidency. And there were other things. He made a statement to me, and I guarantee you that's what happened to Biden. He said to me, because I said, we're getting out of Afghanistan. We have to do it. Bah, bah, bah. I said, I want every nail. I want every screw. I want every bolt. I want every plane. I want every tank. But I want it down to the nail screws, bolts. I want the tents. You know, those big, beautiful tents that house the planes. I never saw tents as great as that. They're like hangers. I said, I want all of them deconstructed. I want them. I want every single thing. And he said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it than it is to bring it. I said, wait a minute. Let me ask you a question because I'm a construction guy. So I understand this stuff better than anybody. I said, let me ask you a question. You think if you have an airplane there and you're going to leave the airplane instead of putting a tank of gas in and the airplane might have cost 40 million, 50 million dollars. We got really good stuff or the Apache helicopters. I said, you mean some brand new, by the way, millions and millions of dollars. So. You think it's, it's it's cheaper to leave it where it is than have a, have 200 pilots fly over and fly all the equipment out? Do you think it's cheaper? Yes, sir. It's cheaper to leave it than it is. I said, I got to tell you, I think you, you got to be nuts. I mean, give me a tank of gas and a pilot. And I got a, I got I just picked up $40 million, a $40 million airplane. All right. But he was strong. He just, it was amazing. So I learned early that this guy's a dope. But what he did do is he hurt our country. And he hurt us on trade because I was making trade deals. He hurt our country. And he shouldn't have been allowed to do it. And bad things should happen to him. Mr. President, it is a privilege to have you on. Uh, You could stay for more. I know you have a busy schedule, uh, but we'd like to have you back on again. Thank you so much, President Donald Trump. Thank you very much, Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I got to about a third of my questions, maybe. Um, uh, But boy, it's good to hear him again. Uh, American Financing. American Financing uh, is, uh, is there for tough times. They're there for good times, too, like when you buy your first house. They're also there for tough times, and, uh, and I'm warning you of rough seas ahead. A storm is coming, and we're seeing it yesterday. The Dow fell 600 points yesterday, and it's important you understand why, and I'll explain that on tomorrow's uh, episode, um, and later on, probably today, 
on today's episode. American Financing can help you save a lot of money, whether it's refinancing your mortgage or doing a consolidation loan. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. All right, you can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I don't know about you, but if you were there for the uh, Trump interview a few minutes ago, don't you miss that guy? Oh. My gosh, I miss mm, that guy. I miss him like my dad. Yeah. I do. See, in some ways, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Glenn, that was a big, beautiful interview. It uh, <laughs> really was. It really was. I miss his sense of humor. Oh, I miss him just saying his frankness. He's is a dope. so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of really so funny moments yeah. in that interview. Too. Really That's funny. Great. Yeah. I, I keep saying this. If you if you took Donald Trump seriously with everything he always said, mm-hmm. you missed a really good time. You missed yeah. a really good time because yeah. I think. He, I don't think people understand his humor. I, I think he is, honestly, and I've watched him. I've watched him. I've seen him craft his, his not his speeches, but his performance when he's on stage. I've watched mm-hmm. him do it. It's all off the cuff. Yeah. He has some of the best comedic timing I've seen in anyone. And it's natural. It is. He's The so, guy is gifted. Yeah. It's great. Uh, oh. You got that and you got Mr. Dementia. I don't know. Which one do you want? I, you know, let me ask you something. Donald Trump is not the kind of guy that's like, uh, okay, give me a list of things that uh, are all about Glenn Beck. How that guy no. even knew I had COVID that is beyond me. Yeah. Because was. I don't think Joe Biden would know if Jill Biden had had COVID. No. He still thinks uh, Jill's his sister. He yeah. He doesn't know who she is. <laughs> Who's this woman in my house? Oh, my gosh. What a difference. <laughs> Jeez. And he's right about common sense. Listen to everything he said. It's all common sense. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? Well, the Afghanistan thing, yep. I think, pops off off the list on that one. And that, like, the common sense thing is to get your equipment out to make sure your people are safe before you withdraw, to set standards and make sure that the people in the country follow them or you change your plan right i mean you know you go back to the beginning of the trump presidency he ran on getting out of afghanistan right and at the beginning yeah, he, he was going to do it and he <clears throat> talked to his the people around him and he thought that the at that time the circumstances didn't allow him to do it at that time so he waited he had to deal with isis first we were told this, this crazy ideological guy was going to do all these things and it's like well wait a minute he actually re- mm-hmm. re- reacted to the situation on the ground and changed his plan to make sure that it worked better here's the situation now in with biden where he's done the exact opposite totally ignored the situation on the ground and it ended in catastrophe because of that yeah uh so i mean i you know you, you listen to him talk about afghanistan is there any doubt in your mind that this would have been completely different if he were president no, you know None. and as i i was looking into pakistan because i'm like are we on the right side of pakistan? uh and and prime minister khan uh, we found out that that was part that was a big part of his uh, of his plan, oh, okay, working uh, with them, working with Pakistan mm-hmm. and Prime Minister Khan, and and Prime Minister Khan is trying to change things. And yeah, they, I mean, they got a, they got problems in Pakistan, um, but they're also trying to solve some problems and trying to trying to hold on to uh, somewhat of the sanity. I can't shut this damn thing off. 
I think um, other people can hear it, but Glenn's got an R two D two sounder yeah. on his on his iPad, and he has no idea how to work it. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, you know, it's interesting to hear. I mean, it's, you know, one one thing that I think you have to take from an interview like that is whether you like Donald Trump or not. He is he's aware aware. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I hate to make it this basic. He's awake. He knows what he he at least knows the issues he's talking about. Yeah. You, you hear Joe Biden. He, I mean, the guy. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. Incoherent. And, it, and it's not only that. What he is saying is so full of garbage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just it's woke nonsense and 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 just garbage it is truly just garbage i you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm a capitalist but it's time we change this system to work for everybody what wait a minute what so what's the most important thing you took from that interview uh well, the most important thing that i took from it is god i miss that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh holy cow do i miss him um <laughs> You don't, I don't, you don't I don't, like the relative calm that we have now with Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that yeah, was the anybody, pitch. Anybody who right. thinks that we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to get back to normal. Yeah. No, no, we didn't. We that didn't. was entirely the pitch for Joe our, Biden as president. I mean, though, right? Allies will respect us again I mean, and our enemies will fear us. Really, it's just the, I think it's the opposite. I think everybody just. I, I think, honestly, the <clears throat> biggest thing came from, uh, I mean, I, I think the news story is. You know, it's cheaper to leave it behind. That story he just told mm. about Millie. Um, mm. But I think in in my prep for this, just going over what's happened in nine months, in nine months. I don't know if you heard this at the very beginning. France, one of our longest and most trusted NATO allies, recalled their ambassador over a botched arms deal with Australia. NATO is about to collapse due to Biden ignoring the NATO heads of state with Afghanistan. Um I haven't seen anybody crying uh, at the Texas border over the 15,000 under a Del Rio bridge. The border is worse than any time in American history, a humanitarian crisis, because Biden reversed all of Trump's partnership. They said the economy would roar back to life. 11 million unfilled jobs were printing money for, for welfare. The, drop, the Dow dropped 600 points yesterday. Uh, we're in bed with China. Uh, The people who support President Trump, the guy who got the vaccine done in record time and has had the vaccine and recommends the vaccine. He and everybody else are called anti-vaxxers by Joe. No miracles are coming. Biden. Mm. They said that Trump was a dictator. Biden forces companies to bend to his will on the vaccines. Uh, Biden last week told 100 million Americans his patience is running thin. Gas prices are higher than ever. We're no longer energy independent because of what Joe Biden did in his first couple of weeks. And because of that, Russia is holding Europe hostage now over oil and gas. That was announced this morning. Joe Biden's supposed to be for the working man. Yeah, as long as you're in a union. Our schools are now run by unions, uh, the teachers union. There's runaway food inflation, CRT, masking of kids, violent crime is through the roof. I don't know what our military stands for. There is no accountability. And we just set the Middle East on fire. That's in nine months. Really bad. And how do you deny any of that? That's it's all it's all fact. That's not opinion. It's really You it's only amazing. deny these things. Can I get the um <clears throat> can I get the sound please from uh Saki yesterday? Uh 
here, uh, cut three. Listen to listen to this. This is the only way you can uh, answer some of these things. Listen to the way she's answering on. Hang hang on. How come the people who are coming over from Afghanistan don't need a vaccine? Right. But American citizens do. But American citizens do. And the people on the border don't. Yeah. Here, here she is. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test? Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re talk you through what steps the, we that take. That is the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think. Of course, they are. What do they come? They come over the river with their family and their and belongings because they're going to go to a movie. Yeah, are they on vacation? They walk a thousand miles. (laughs) <laughs> to go to a cineplex here right. uh, in Del no, Rio. No, there is. We don't have. Asinine. We don't have Taco Bell down in Mexico. You haven't had Mexican <laughs> food till you've had Taco Bell. What the hell are they doing? I believe that's true, but I don't think they think that. <laughs> what uh, what are they doing here? They're not intending. All these people coming across the border, they're not intending on staying here long. What? Just what? the rest of their lives. What does that even mean? And I, you know, I've got news for you. If if, if we're not talking about asymptomatic passing of covid we have a totally different society so we're checking mm-hmm. them for symptoms right well that's great and everything and I but doubt like they're even doing that yeah first they're of all doing yeah. that there's you know no way they're not doing that right there's they're obviously no not, way they're not doing that and like the 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 amount of time you're contagious for covid is what four days so yeah. the idea the, the the issue with them <laughs> staying here for a long time are planning a long visit which we all know they are obviously mm-hmm. they're coming over here to move here to live here but like the, the idea that it matters that they're only staying for a few days that could be their entire contagious uh arc of right. the of the virus well a lot of them have been in chile and uh Colombia, brazil and colombia Venezuela. for 10 years in yeah. some cases sold everything they have they had homes they had cars they had jobs they quit their jobs they sold their home they sold their cars and they moved up here and do you know why a brief two-day visit yeah. what are they doing and do, and do you know why they did that because they were convinced, convinced by this administration that yeah. Biden would mm-hmm. never send them home. Right. And, and now That's they did. Right. And in a way, they didn't send them home. No, they, they sent didn't. them to Haiti. And they were what like, I haven't been what? here in 10 years. Right. They don't even speak yeah. the language, some of them. Uh, so it is a complete so catastrophe. Bad. It is. Oh, it's everywhere. another just catastrophe. You send, you send 15,000 people to Haiti. What, what are they going to do? What is Haiti going to do to support these people who oh. now don't have jobs? Nothing. They would be better off under a bridge on In the Del Rio, Texas. They really, would. they really would be better off under a bridge, which is sad. Yeah, uh, that's how bad it is. it is there. So you're sending these people back into a, a disaster zone in which they will not allow the prime minister to leave the country because they think he might have been involved in killing the old prime minister. That uh-huh. country, that functional nation that you're going to send 15,000 people back to. Now, there people are, are landing and saying, like, wait a minute, we didn't know we were going back to Haiti. Yeah, they were promised they were going to Florida. 
They said that they were some going to be. Were. But yeah, some of them were promised. Hey, we got your tickets to Disneyland. We'll send your whole family there. Get and on the, this plane. Get on this the, plane. And the doors open up and they're in Haiti. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Oh, like, look what we're doing. We're doing this to people all over the we world. We are right now. doing everything yeah. the left accuses America of doing. Mm. Being be just being monsters. We are being monsters because that's who they are. Yeah. They believe that that's what America is. And so now they're just executing what America does. Well, and anytime, anytime they're in power, that is what America is. It is. Because that's is. who they are and what they do. Who was it that put uh, put the uh, Native Americans on the Trail of Tears? Democrats. Democrats. Who was it that uh, brought uh, uh, the the Jim Crow's, Crow laws? Democrats. Democrats. Who was it that put people uh, behind bars or put them in concentration camps uh, if you were Japanese? The Democrats. Yeah. Who Every were time. against the civil rights movement? Democrats. The Democrats. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with people? They have not changed their ways. They are the same people. Uh, if you remember, oh, there was a big change in the 1960s. All of the Klan members, they went over to the other side. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Not one changed their affiliation. Not one do we need to point out that Robert Byrd was mm. was beloved by the Clintons and everybody else? He was the grand wizard of the KKK. Do we need to point out who did his eulogy? Yeah. Joe Barack, Biden. Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama yeah. spoke, Bill Clinton, and every one mm-hmm. of them apologized for him. Yeah. Essentially. They're yeah. like, uh, yeah, he, he might have been a racist at one point, He, but he's a good guy. Yeah. And they said, oh, uh, I mean, Joe okay. Biden talked about the inspiration of his younger life. Yeah. And what what an amazing what an amazing thing Jeez. it was. I mean, you know, and he went on for years and years and years and years after he left the KKK, still saying all sorts of racist things. And you know who's not been a racist? Donald Trump. Right. Donald Trump mm-hmm. has done more for black America. Oh. Yeah. Then I think any president possibly since Lincoln. I mean, look at what he did far as just mm-hmm. creating atmosphere where you can get jobs. Look what he did just in New York. Yeah. This this guy has been um, it was amazing. And now what? Now what? Back to the plantation and welfare checks. It's an abomination. All right. Back in just a second. Well, thank uh, Donald Trump for coming on and uh, hope to have him on uh, again. It was nice to hear him. Raycon, sometimes you just got to get away from it all for just a little while. Unplug from social media, unplug from work, unplug from the kids screaming at you, your wife asking you unnecessary questions like, did you take out the trash? I mean, can I just take a breather from the roller coaster of life? That's when you want really good earbuds. Raycon. You've set a chill moment and just a chill soundtrack. Now, that might be music. That might be, I don't know, this program. If this program relaxes you, God bless you. Raycons have 32-hour battery life. You can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, you can get 15% off your Raycon order by buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buy, B-U-I, raycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 
tomorrow on my Wednesday night special, it is um, a very important one. If you uh, are following the economy, if you are somebody who uh, just feels in their gut, something isn't right, you would be correct with that. Uh, in fact, that's what um, the... That's what the markets did yesterday. They realized mm, something's not quite right. They went down about 600 points yesterday. Uh, and that is because of a collapse in China. There was a, a Lehman Brothers collapse in China. Their ghost city, you know, joke uh, is over. And they've, they've figured out that, gee, uh, Investments in things like entire cities where nobody goes in and pays any rent is not the best investment. Uh, how that is going to affect us and uh, our stock market and, and our economy, I don't know. But if China goes into a tailspin, it's kind of like us going into a tailspin. It will affect everybody. But this is fine with many on the left. This is just going to help complete the great reset and you need to understand all of the points on the economy and how fundamentally this country has already changed uh you will understand the new normal and what is coming and it's vital that you do tomorrow on blaze tv 9 p.m join us blaze tv.com slash glenn nobody likes to think about household breakdowns but they happen and they happen more often than they like i just had some water heaters go that i had to replace the water heater and it's like oh come on oh, i've had air conditioners go come on if you have american home shield they take care of a lot of those things. They, they have covered repairs for covered items in your house. And they have more coverage options and fewer exclusions than ever before from HVAC systems to plumbing, kitchen appliances, uh, 23 essential home systems and appliances that they will cover for you. And they also have electronics coverage. It's available for unlimited number of eligible items, smartwatches, flat screen TVs, so much more, roof leaks repair, pool and spa coverage. You name it, you can get it covered. Get the peace of mind uh, that comes from, from American Home Shield. It's ahs.com slash Beck. ahs.com slash Beck. Save 50 bucks right now. ahs.com slash back service fees limitations exclusions apply see plans for details America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a few things. We have a few things going on today. I'm going to give you some more information about what has been happening over in uh, Afghanistan. And I want to talk to one of the operators, the people who are actually doing the risky work. You know, too many people, and I've said this before, I it bothers me when people say, hey, thank you for what you're doing. I'm not doing anything except kind of just 
helping raise the money. You're giving the money. Raising the money and making sure it's going to the right people is what the Nazarene Fund does. Uh, And there are people all over in different organizations that are really risking their lives. And they come back with stories to tell. Deliver Fund, who I talked about yesterday, they were the ones that actually got these 32 soccer uh, players out. Uh, I want you to hear the story as it was told to me yesterday afternoon by Nick McKinley. He's one of the guys who oversaw the whole thing. Nick McKinley joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Stu, will Relief Factor help me with the pounding eye bleed migraine headache that I'm going to have if I keep looking up at the TV screens and seeing Joe Biden speaking at the United Nations about global warming? Relief factor isn't magic, Glenn, uh, but I do believe it will help, uh, even with that sort of problem. I don't know if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough. Relief factor. Get your life back. If you have pain. Mm, I don't even you know, he's starting to look like a puppet, isn't he? An angry puppet. Anyway, uh, if you have pain uh, that is not caused by the Biden administration, unless, you know, maybe it was some sort of pain because you couldn't go see your doctor. Uh, because, you know, they, you're not essential right now. Anyway, uh, you can get your life back and get out of pain with Relief Factor. I have. I mean, about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Try their three-week quick start trial pack. It's nineteen ninety-five. Do it right now. Go to relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. So yesterday, I am, you know, it's like I have, I swear to you, it's like I have Tourette's uh, in some ways. Uh, I will say the wrong things that I know are wrong because I know that I'm not supposed to say those things. And it just like comes out. Uh, it's like with names, Stu. I, I have names down. Oh, it's totally. Uh, the minute I get on the air, I can't say a name. You know the name. You've said the name 500 times in a row. And then you get on the air and you say it wrong. Or you forget it completely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's happens. It's horrible. Yesterday, let me just clarify on a couple of things before we get into this story. Thirty two girls and their families with the FIFA registered Afghan women's youth national soccer team were evacuated to Portugal. We told you that yesterday um, in great part by the help of the Pakistani uh, prime minister and your donations. You probably have read stories about the soccer players getting out before the U.S. troops left. But that's a different national soccer team. That's adult players. They were evacuated to Australia. These girls are on the youth national soccer team. They were in real trouble after the bomb went off and the U.S. troops uh, withdrew. Their rescue is really nothing short of a miracle. Uh, they are FIFA registered, but I uh, FIFA. FIFA mm-hmm. I, but I was uh, See, again. You said FIFA to me off the air twenty five mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and then you get on the air and you say FIFA. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that is true it's another example i know and this is why you're in the radio hall of fame that's exactly right (laughs) they're like this guy somehow made it i mean that is that's worth hall of fame we're not saying the show's good we're just saying he kept a job this long it's amazing it's amazing Mm -hmm. um uh, fifa was not involved in their uh, rescue but they were uh monitoring the situation nick mckinley is with us now he is the founder and executive director of deliver fund how are you doing nick 
Doing good, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, Nick and I have not met until yesterday. And uh, Deliver Fund is, well, explain what you do and how we came to know each other. So Deliver Fund, we are a counter human trafficking organization, and we work primarily with law enforcement uh, in the U.S. and overseas to identify human traffickers so that they can rescue the victims and hold the human traffickers accountable. Uh, little did I know, and I think you didn't know this either. Little did I know, um, we Mercury One is one of your major uh, sponsors, uh, and that's, that's we've correct. And I, here we are. We tried to find each other uh, recently. You tried to find out who was running these planes out of, and um, gosh, we here we are, we've had such close relationship, and neither of us knew it. Um, yeah, and little did we know we're right down the road from each other. Yeah. Um, so, Nick, tell me about the uh, tell me about the girls and how all of this happened. The the whole thing happened because uh, so uh, to kind of start at the beginning, the Liver Fund was working with uh, the U.S. administration on counter human trafficking policy, you know, laws and things like that, and then when Afghanistan went high order, and all of a sudden everything just started being the chaos that it is, uh, the administration reached out and said, Hey, we need, we need some help getting people out of Afghanistan. And, you know, we're, we're a pretty apolitical organization and that our focus is on human lives. Mm -hmm. And so we'll work with anybody to just, just to save those human lives. So we, we started working, uh, with, uh, the original, uh, uh, the original group of, of us, government personnel that were getting people out uh, started helped with the Khalid Wardock rescue helped with a bunch of other rescues of people who were working for the administration uh, or for the U.S. administration through all the administrations during the war. And it's important to understand that the Taliban was telling these people, we're going to kill you and sell your children. Mm. So it's kind of an ultimate, you know, poke in the eye to their enemies to be able to do that. And since we're counter human trafficking, that's right in our right in our skill set. And so we started helping to evacuate people. We we're originally doing that through Eagle Base. That's all over the media. Nothing classified about that, uh, which is the CIA base in Kabul. And then we got asked to help get out the, the girls soccer team. We thought this would be yet another easy operation. We put them into the same mechanism. Everything would be just fine. And then suicide bombs started going off. That, that people don't changed everything. everything. People don't understand how much that changed everything. When that suicide bomb went off, uh, doors were closing immediately, immediately. Nothing, nothing that everybody had planned was going to happen. Absolutely. The, the, and, and then once that suicide bomb went off, kind of the rules of the game on the ground started changing by the hour. So you'd put together an entire plan to get somebody out and then four of the mechanisms in your plan were no longer viable. So it was just this constant pivot. You know, it, it, internally we were saying it was like building an airplane while you're flying it. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was incredibly difficult operating circumstances. And, and we didn't have time to, you know, be all over Instagram and all over social media to, to be trying to talk about what it is we were doing. We're just trying to get the work done. Mm -hmm. uh, then fast forward to uh, we had two failed missions where we're trying to get these girls out. And uh, one of them 
Uh, they're literally watching Eagle Base burn to the ground while they're standing about a half a kilometer away from it. Uh, that was their way out. Tried again the next day. We had them um, within about 40 meters of the Black Gate. Uh, a lot of people understand what that is. And then couldn't get them out because the, the U.S. military would not open the gates. So we sent them home. And then very rapidly, uh, the Taliban started going door to door looking for young girls. Uh, and once we started getting their cries for help from the girls saying, you know, the, the Taliban are on our street, we had to pivot very, very quickly. And so we uh, implemented a me mechanism we had on the ground to get them into the north and to figure out how to get them out uh, of the country. And that was that was when the real, real heroics started. Uh, USAID uh, in the, the current administration was kind of running, running the lead on this. And they were absolutely phenomenal. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and and, and what? Yeah. So, and, and it was it was it was excellent to see, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the political environment being what it is, there were some real heroics from all sides. Uh, the first thing that we knew was we had to we had to have a landing place for these girls uh, because it's important for people to understand we see them as as young wives that need to be saved. But many countries around the world saw them as a busload of expensive refugees. And we had to we had to counter that mm -hmm. by, by showing that these are these are lives. These are these are people whose lives matter. I mean, these are these are teenage girls who were the Taliban to get their hands on them, were going to be forcibly raped through a forced marriage by somebody anywhere from 20 to 40 years their senior for the rest of their lives. I was, and, and uh, we can't uh, stand by and let that happen. Yeah, and, and this is why the Nazarene Fund, we, we spend a lot of money um on the aftercare because we can't just dump them into countries won't take them and so you like we have we'll teach you a, a language we'll give you a job skill uh we'll pay for your housing for you know a year just so you get your feet settled and then you you've got to perform and they do we've seen it in Af in uh, uh australia they will perform they will meet those standards but no country just wants, you know, 10,000 refugees that have no place to go and no one taking care of them. That's exactly right. So that was the first the first problem to be solved. And uh, between USAID kind of pushing the diplomatic envelopes back and forth and Senator Kuhn's office uh, was was absolutely instrumental in making it happen. Uh, yeah. So the the. The, the country of Portugal stepped up and said, we'll provide political asylum for these girls. That was absolutely phenomenal. That is what needed to happen in order to to trigger everything else that was needed to get them out of the country. Because before we were working mechanisms to try to get them into other countries and, they, and the other countries said, sure, we'll let them stay. We'll even let them stay here for 30 days. But we want to guarantee that they're following on somewhere else and mm -hmm. we're not going to have to take care of them forever. Mm -hmm. So for Portugal stepping up and, and making that happen really, really launched the entire operation. Um, so once we got the political asylum, then it was a matter of you know getting overflight clearances and all things that you're familiar with. <laughs> uh, but then it was, OK, 
now we have now we have the problem. Can we get them out over land? And that was becoming an, an increasingly no less way. viable option. Yeah. Plus, we're talking about a bunch of teenage girls in mm-hmm. that part of the world. These girls are commodities. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to guarantee if we take them out over land, especially if they're smuggled out, that they're not going to be abused along the way? Mm-hmm. So air was really the most viable option. And we, we had heard that there were folks who had lines on airplanes. Couldn't really figure out who that was uh, in the beginning. And yet at the same time, we were burning thousands of dollars a day housing and feeding these girls. So one of our, uh, one of our donors, uh, Andrew Duncan, stepped in and said, I'll cover that cost. Wow. And that was a huge help because we were able to then have a little bit of breathing room to be able to figure out who who is who's the magic people who have these airplanes who seem to be able to <laughs> seem to be able to uh, you know get things moving um, and then that's when we were introduced to Rudy and the Nazarene Fund and from that point uh, the collaboration between us and Rudy uh, it just just was was incredible and, and there's, there's a really important piece here that's uh, really a feather in the cap of the Nazarene Fund uh, and I, that is. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, and that is the fact that the Nazarene Fund uh, was smart enough to have credit with Cam Air. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to pay for an airplane. And, uh, you know, uh, thanks to Andrew, uh, Andrew Duncan, you know, we were able to, to pay for those airplanes. But it's another thing to be able to pay for the airplane right now. <laughs> because obviously wires take a long time to clear. Yeah. And so that was very smart of you guys to have that credit so that uh, as soon as there was a window of opportunity, we're able to take advantage of that opportunity and and fly right then and there. Well, Rudy is um, he's been running this operation for the Nazarene Fund, and he's just amazing. I think it's a miracle. Him being placed where he is now has just been miraculous. Uh, he pretty much runs all of the airspace uh, now if for any kind of uh, operation like this. He's kind of really doing all of it uh, in Afghanistan, which is crazy, just crazy. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I, I see, you know, all these groups out there saying, oh, we, we have we have planes, we have a manifest. And, and when, it, when it all comes down to it, it's all Rudy. Uh, Rudy's the guy making it happen. <laughs> I know. Everybody. I know. All right. So, so you guys did excellent hiring him. Thank you. Yes. Um, so hang on just a second. We're talking to Mick, uh, Nick McKinley, founder and executive director of Deliver Fund. He is the guy who put this, this plane that we told you about yesterday. Uh, he's the one who put that all together and got all of the people onto the plane. Um, more to talk to him about this uh, in just a second. Stand by. <laughs> First, let me tell you about LifeLock. If you use payment apps like Venmo or the Cash app, they're really useful, make paying for things a lot simpler, but you might want to adjust your privacy settings to prevent them from sharing your personal information. There is a a recent report out that found that payment apps share user data with third parties, such as banks, fraud monitoring services, and even some share it with marketing firms. Just because it's easy doesn't mean it doesn't come with risks. LifeLock is there to make sure that there's a a firewall. Now, fire's going to slip through. It is, and it can burn your house down. Nobody can put all of the fires out. Nobody can catch all of the uh, the sparks. But I'll tell you, LifeLock does the best. They've been in the business forever, and they are the best at keeping what is yours yours. 
if you have a problem, they have a whole team uh, that you'll be assigned to and, and you'll say, how do I fix this? And they will work with you to restore your good name. 25% off your first year now with promo code Beck. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck for 25% off. It's lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. If you are looking for a really rock solid group to invest in, that's the way I look at charitable money. It's an investment in people and who does the best job and who gets the most right to where you want it to go. Deliverfund.org. Uh, it's something that uh, Mercury One has been investing uh, in, if you will. Deliverfund.org. We've, we've helped them for uh, several years and we we're thrilled to be able to help them with the Nazarene Fund. Uh, on the ground, but please donate to deliverfund.org. Um, so the other thing is, and I, uh, you know, Donald Trump and I were just talking about uh, Prime Minister Khan, uh, who he said was a big part of his plan to hold this thing together. Uh, Prime Minister Khan has been amazing, uh, along with uh, uh, General, I think it's Nazir. What, what is his name? Do you remember? Um, but they've been remarkable in putting this together. I don't know how it happened, but I think he was like a fan or something. Uh, and I was, I was asked to write to him because he'll listen to your, your email. And I'm like, what? And he did. And tell us the role that he has played in this. So, so prime minister Khan definitely, uh, uh, deserves uh our thanks and uh and a, and a debt of gratitude for uh for what the role that he played uh and i think it's important for people to understand why so you know they say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity uh personally i like to i like to say that luck is nothing more than divine intervention and there was some serious divine intervention going on here so uh so prime minister khan Turns out, uh, as I understand it, uh, actually uh, listens to the Glenn Beck radio show. And so uh, once, yeah, I mean, who, who, who saw that coming? Yeah. And so uh, what was needed in order to get these planes to, to take off was for somebody to interface with the Taliban. Um, I happen to find myself fresh out of Taliban contacts. <laughs> and so <laughs> somebody... Yeah, me too. Somebody had to had to had to do that because because whether we like it or not, the Taliban is the government on the ground in Afghanistan, and there's nothing Nick McKinley is going to do about that. And what we do at the Liver Fund, we always work within the system to enhance the system. We don't work against the system. So if we're going to get these planes off the ground, it's only going to be because the Taliban allows them to take off. So that was that's a that was a real problem, and it took it took weeks to figure out how to solve that problem. So even though all the heroics had been done on the diplomatic yeah. side, somebody had to get the Taliban to allow the planes to take off. And, and even almost more important than that, somebody had to tell the Taliban not to mess with the passengers who were gonna uh, get on the plane. Nick, I got a report last night that when uh, the girls came to the airport, because 
Pakistan had said, leave them alone. When they got to the airport, not a single one was even asked. They were just asked for their name. They didn't where they weren't asked for anything. And they were left entirely alone. Just go, go to the airplane. That's and that is all because of Prime Minister Khan. It is. It is. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. I hope to uh, talk to you again and and hear some more of your uh, stories. And thank you for everything that you and your team are doing at Deliver Fund. If you'd like to donate, deliverfund.org, deliverfund.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If there was a gas station that was giving out free ice cream cones, with every tank of gas you bought, you're going there, right? I mean, I would, right? What if I told you uh, when you get up in your 50s and it's time to join one of those benefit groups that there is one that you can join that not only does all the insurance discounts, basically the ice cream and everything else, but also works tirelessly to advocate for you in Washington, D.C. and is, is putting a firewall and they're saying no one's crossing this firewall. They are advocates for us and what we believe in. That group is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and they're giving out more than ice cream. Uh, They're actually standing up for us. The group is now 2 million members strong and growing. Benefits are amazing. Insurance discount, travel benefits, all that. But they actually are doing the work. They had a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1, the Pelosi federal takeover of the elections. And they're working hard again to be a firewall again. We need to stand together. Join AMAC right now. AMAC.US slash Beck. AMAC.US slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, yesterday, the Dow tumbled more than 600 points. Uh, and that is because Wall Street was spooked uh, by what is happening in China. Um, and also the federal reserve but uh china uh their property market is collapsing and that is because i mean lo and behold who would have seen this coming ghost cities don't work they don't work and so asia had a big sell-off and we don't know what exactly is happening congress is now rushing to raise the debt ceiling as a government shutdown looms uh, and they're still wanting to spend, you know, four and a half trillion dollars, which somehow or another is going to magically make inflation go down. Mm. The chickens are coming home to roost. I have a couple questions here about this. Mm-hmm. Number one, when you say ghost cities don't work, <laughs> you're telling me mm-hmm. that building giant complexes of tall Whole cities skyscraper after yeah. skyscraper largest malls in the world of com- that are completely empty because yes. no one even lives in the region correct you're saying building those buildings and leaving them empty for let's say a decade is a bad idea it's a bad idea bad idea Do you have any evidence to back well that up? um you know i know the biden administration doesn't understand this but the landlords in this case being china hmm. aren't getting any rent Okay. And when the landlord doesn't get rent for whatever reason, you're in a ghost city or the federal government said you don't have to pay rent to mm-hmm. the landlord. Oh. They collapse. 
Okay. Okay. I think I understand okay. that part it's of it. It's pretty hard to reason. In today's reasoning, it's pretty hard to see that, but it is pretty much a straight line. Now, on the other hand, uh-huh. you bring up this idea, this concept that spending multiple trillions of dollars might increase inflation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you are completely aware mm-hmm. that an economist one that also was uh in, was going to be hired by the by uh, the Obama administration uh-huh. he came out separately outside of the Biden administration because he didn't take the job mm-hmm. and he said uh, that some of the policies in there might help inflation so help help inflation right okay so let me just tell you what inflation is real quick okay it means that there's too much money too Mm -hmm. many dollars yep and there's not enough stuff to buy Mm -hmm. for instance let's say you go into a store and you want to buy something that you know is always on the shelf but for some reason it's not on the shelf now that might be because mm, the factory has been shut down it might be the factory is open, but they can't find enough workers, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, not because the economy is doing so well, but because people are staying home. And so you're like, I really need that part. I need that widget. I need whatever. And I, I need it kind of now. Well, there's a lot of people clamoring for that. Mm. And there's a lot of money out there. And so the price goes up, you see, mm. because there's too few of that which was usually on the shelf, Huh, that's interesting. Okay. And so that causes the price to go up. So the more money, now this this is where it gets complex. The more money, the higher the prices. But the federal government is also spending a lot of trillions of dollars themselves. And they're buying things. For instance, let's say you want to put a patio together. Mm. You're like, I just want a bag of concrete. Well, that bag of concrete is going to go up because... The federal government is using concrete to make a lot of buildings. And so their ghost cities, if you will, their Hmm. ghost cities are using a lot of the products that you're trying to buy. And so they cause a shortage of that. Hmm. Well, see, there's a way to test this. We could just Mm -hmm. test this right now to see if if Mm -hmm. it's true. Because Mm -hmm. one of the issues when you inflate money at the government scale, the government Mm -hmm. level, is it doesn't just enter the economy and spread out inflation equally no no Mm-mm. so the the key the best place to be glenn is the people who get the money first because then you get to spend it before the inflation and the prices have gone up that's right? weird that is the best place, place to, be. to be that would be in the government or in one of the big banks huh, okay so what <laughs> i guess though mm-hmm. to test this uh-huh. we'd have to say that the the things that the people at the top of that scale mm-hmm. would be buying mm-hmm. would be the things that would go up the most you to mean prove like, this theory right. You mean like art? Like, let's say art uh-huh. or housing uh-huh. or stock prices right. or, or construction or supercars or supercars. Yeah. Right. Any right. of those things. Any of those if things. those things were going up yeah. and it wasn't necessarily yet showing up in... Uh, other measures of mm-hmm. inflation, mm-hmm. which they keep claiming when they keep saying, well, it's not real inflation, so it's transitory. Uh-huh. It would show up there first. Is that happening in any way? Um, yeah, in all, in all ways. In all, in ways. all ways. So it in did, okay, ways. it passed the test. But here's the one thing that we all have in common, food, and that's mm. going up 
Uh, oh, that's going up. Yeah, too. that's going up good, too. Good, good. So let me let me tell you this. Now, one of the things uh, Joe Biden is at the UN talking about is, of course, the biggest problem of them all. Let's all say it together. We all know what's really on fire right now. What do we have to really solve? Say it with me. Global warming. Global warming. Global warming. Yes. That's what everybody is talking about, global warming. So he's just at the the, uh, UN's demanding that the world finally pay attention to global warming. And what's really great is that the banks and this little firm, I barely even recognize BlackRock, BlackRock, uh, their executives have more uh, influence in our government now than Goldman Sachs ever did. BlackRock, they're the financial advisors for the president, the vice president, and the secretary of treasury. But other than that, they have almost no influence. They have decided that they are going to no longer finance any kind of power system. Okay? So they're not going to, unless it's green. They're not going to uh, build any or finance, and Citibank is all in on this. They will not finance another coal plant or anything to do with fossil fuels because those are evil. And uh, that's great. That's great. Except China's banks are financing now all of the new coal plants that are going online and all new energy sources all over the world. So they will be... Let me see. In charge of the whole world because they'll control the energy. That's weird. But the reason why they're doing that is because we have to set an example for China because China cares when we set an example. And so they're not going to finance any of these things. And they're trying to convince all the banks. You stop any of these, any of these. Otherwise, we're not going to do business with you. It's weird. It's you know what it's like? It's almost like. A score of some sort for your environmental uh, mm. activism, like environmental. I can't think of a score that I could. Like social, yeah. Mm. Uh, governance, governance yeah. Like, like, like an ESG, ESG score. That's yeah, definitely like, not happening. Mm. Definitely not happening. No. So here's the thing that I would just like you to to understand. Um, this is you ready. This is BlackRock. This is what they say. The world cannot possibly hit the Paris climate targets unless we accelerate the retirement and replacement of existing coal-fired electricity. This especially in Asia, where existing coal fleets are big and young and will otherwise operate for decades. So what they're trying to do is make sure that we don't build anything new because then it will just break down and somebody will have to replace it with something fabulous like I don't know, solar power plants. Now, solar panel, uh, solar panel plants are fantastic. I know because I built one about 10 years ago and spent a fortune a, on it. A plant? You uh, a, well, a, a, a solar panel uh, energy generating system for my ranch. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's great is I spent a fortune on it okay. 10 years ago. And it paid for itself because you saved so no, much in No, no, it didn't pay for itself. And then I had to spend another fortune on it about two years ago to update it because it was really inefficient because things had changed so much. Mm. And, uh, and it wasn't really working well. So two years ago, I, I did that. And then I'm spending another fortune this year on it 
because it's still not quite running right. Now, you had to do this because you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, and, I had to do it. I had wanted to, to get it. off the grid yeah, separately. Entirely. Uh, but however, I'm just saying uh, no one can afford this. Right. No one can afford this. This is interesting because it's similar to the experience of Germany, mm-hmm. who spent a ton of money yeah. putting in solar panels that are now completely outdated. Yet they're locked into them because they spent so much money on mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they need to update all of them to make them more efficient. Now, just so you know, China uh, China's just building coal-fired plants all the time. Every, a new one opens up every single week. All right? Every week. Um, they have uh, 10 times more coal and natural gas than the United States or pretty much anybody else. Uh, and they're going to burn it all. They're going to burn it all. Um, they're a bigger polluter than ours. I don't know why that's never brought up. It's always America. Look to China because they're really setting the example. No, they're not. No, they're not at all. Um, and what is happening to us? We are giving China access to the entire world, and they will choke off the electricity to anyone who doesn't bow the knee to China. That's what we're doing. We are enslaving the rest of the world with this nonsense from BlackRock and Citigroup. That's what's happening. Now, by the way, I just want you to know, um, we're not going to be using less electricity. Okay, we're not. We're not in the United States going to build any new power plants unless they're wind and solar, which is exactly what Texas did. And we had blackouts. We had blackouts during the storm here. Why? Because we didn't build new solar. We didn't build new coal plants. We even turned our coal plants down. We went to wind and solar. Now, that's a healthy system. And look what we just did to it just by turning it down. Now imagine your area not building anything new and taking all of the cars in your state, all of them, and uh, shutting off gasoline. But they're going to have magic electricity that comes from the wall in your house. You're just going to plug that in at night. You know when solar panels don't work. And so everybody in your neighborhood is going to be plugging their car in at night. That's going to work out really well. Oh, I've missed the wind-up electric, uh, uh, wind-up alarm clock. You know, I've had an electric one and one on my phone with battery and everything else. It'll be so nice to be able to wind that clock back up because power will go out. Maybe your phone won't charge and you'll be late for work. But the good news is most of us don't have to go to work because they will pay us to stay home and do nothing. The good thing, though, is the wind power thing is really working out well. Is uh, it? Have you seen the video of this wind turbine? No. Uh, having a minor issue. Uh, check it out here, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, up on the screen here. Spinning very quickly. And, yeah. uh, you know, what, but I mean, what could go wrong? I don't think anything could go wrong. It is spinning it a little like bit too, too quickly. Fast. Yeah. And, oh, Whoa, no. There it goes. There it goes. It, it and exploded. <laughs> Wow, it explodes, breaks apart. Wow, that's... uh, I have no idea where that comes from, but it's kind of an amazing Um, thing. May I just give you one other thing? Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks to Joe Biden. Um, You know, he gave the, you know, Putin's Nord Stream 2, the pipeline to Mm. Europe. Yeah, he announced today, because Biden said, I'm going to give this to you, but don't you ever cut off Ukraine. And Ukrainians were like, don't don't make that deal. Of course they will. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. Um, Gazprom uh, offered... You know, Europe, a chance to have some electricity, 
Uh, but uh, they really don't. They have to separate themselves from Ukraine, you know. So what they did is um, Gazprom booked a third of available capacity through Poland and uh, a tenth of available capacity through Ukraine. It sent energy prices soaring even higher over now nine hundred dollars per one thousand cubic meters. Uh, and uh, they're going to you know, they've been cutting supplies over the summer. They're doing it now for the winter. They just want to send a very clear message i think to biden um no the russians want biden to be seen as weak as he is and europeans to feel dependent on moscow which they now are and uh he's also letting everybody know uh ukraine it's mine and if i can't have it no one will so i'm glad we're not energy independent anymore car shield (laughs) so your car uh breaks down Okay, no more pedal to the metal, no more music at all. Uh, And uh, you got uh, you got your car sitting there on the side of the road and you're like, crap, uh, how much is this going to cost? If you have car shield, you don't have to worry about that. If you don't have car shield and you don't have a warranty, I mean, you're worried about roadside assistance and a rental car, let alone what they tell you at the shop. With Car Shield, they will get you back on track when you're in a pinch and you're not on the hook to pay thousands. They cover you with the uh, the rental assistance and the uh, roadside assistance. They get your car to the shop. They cover all of the expenses for covered repairs. Visit carshield.com slash back. Save 10% right now. Carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, there's a stupid article that was going around yesterday about uh, <laughs> the death toll of COVID-19 surpasses that of 1918 pandemic. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, except let's look at the population size back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's also look at who was dying in 1918. The average age of death was 28 years old. Uh, so it's a lot different. Young people were dying in 1918, freaking people out. Cause you would lo- you'd lose family members and they'd be young, yeah. young. And obviously some of that's happened through COVID, but it's the average age is what, three times. Yeah. Uh, it's in the 70s. Median? Yeah, it's probably 70s. Yeah. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's obviously much, much, much older. Right. Now, that does not mean that it's not, you know, I hate I, I hate when people are just like, ah, that person was old or he was fat. No, they, no, no, no. I, I mean, like, that, it's still a lot of people. It's still human still life, a lot of people. and I know that pro-life people care about that. But you may I but, say, how many people were uh, were saved because of things that the FDA and, and uh, CDC said, don't use that. Yeah. Don't use that. You can't. What? Yeah. It's Some little, sort of breathalyzer? It's typical media, right? Like, COVID can be bad and not be 1918. Yeah. You know, it's it was really bad. But 1918 was a different monster, honestly. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, there's all kinds of new books out uh, today. A new book out about General Milley that we heard about last week. There's also a new book out about, this is weird, Hunter Biden had a laptop. And apparently this new book uh, says, you know, we've been looking into it, and apparently there is something to this laptop. 
it does have some documents that we've now verified to be authentic. Really? We'll talk about that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Mortgage rates are still hovering at historic lows. You could probably just go about anywhere to save money with mortgage or refinancing or debt consolidations, but that doesn't mean you should. American financing, they work for you. They're not in it for the quick buck. They are not in it for themselves. They are in it for a fair thing for them and the right thing for you. It's American financing. It's a, it's a company that you know was a mom and pop company years ago. Uh, still family, you know, owned, operated, it has the same, same family values that they've always had. And they operate from coast to coast now. Uh, and they still are the same people. It's nice. American financing. Their goal is to find every possible way to help you save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month, every single month. Call them right now. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. If you are like me and you are worried about the economy and what is coming next, you do not want to miss tomorrow night's broadcast. Tomorrow night on blazetv.com uh, slash Glenn, you will see the impending financial collapse uh, you will see exactly what is coming our way. And I feel an urgent need to share these things with you because it's in five different categories. That'll be tomorrow night only on blazetv.com slash back. In the meantime, just get your finances in order with AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, so let's look at this new book that is coming out. Apparently, now I'm a little skeptical, Stu, because I know that anybody who talked about this was deemed a conspiracy theorist and just trying to hurt our beloved leader, Joe Biden. Yeah, when banned from social media, Mm -hmm. I know they did manage to ban... Uh, the nation's oldest newspaper yeah from social media for this particular story right, right. because you know it was misleading it was uh there's no evidence of it at all and thankfully yeah, another they were able to russian that. another russian trope mm-hmm. thank you thank yeah, you you're right well this is i don't know what to make of this ben schreckender's book the biden's inside the first family's 50 years 50 year rise to power is out today finds evidence uh, that some of the purported Hunter Biden laptop material is genuine. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This can't be true. Um, I bet Ben doesn't even exist because I would see this, a sitting president uh, whose son, I mean, I'm assuming that these say Mm -hmm. that it was money laundering well, and ex- well, go ahead. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you what it says. Uh, two emails uh, at the center of last October's controversy. A person who had independent access to Hunter Biden's emails confirmed he did receive a 2015 email from a Ukrainian businessman thanking him for a chance to meet Joe Biden. The same goes for a 2017 email in which a proposed equity breakdown of a venture with Chinese energy executives includes the line, quote, 10 held by H for the big guy. Emails hmm. released by a Swedish government agency also match emails in the leaked cash. And two people who corresponded with Hunter Biden confirmed emails from the cash were genuine. Now, Glenn, huh. I want to make sure you understand 
here. And this is in the, uh, it's from Playbook, by the way, uh, who's uh-huh, breaking this. Uh-huh. Uh, while the leak contains genuine files, it remains possible that fake material has been slipped in. I mean, how many times wow. has that happened to you? It happens all the time. All the time. All, all the, time. the time. All the time. Um, now, of course, you remember Tony Bobulinski? Remember that name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, of course, the guy who said, yeah, no, this, these emails are real. I'm, I'm on them. I'm mm-hmm. CC'd on them. They're real. No one will report that outside, basically, of Fox and conservative media. Um, but uh, he, that was the email he was talking about. 10 held by H. And he was the guy mm-hmm. who said, uh, yeah, that's uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, that's Joe Biden. Allow me to mention HunterBidenLaptopCase.com. But other than that, I would point out that you have a situation in which the media, social media, and forces, powerful forces within the government and and, uh, campaign sources colluded to throw off the internet the nation's oldest newspaper, Mm -hmm. along with God only knows how many people just reporting a true story that we now know is true. And we're going to know a lot more about it soon. We know that we were throttled. We know that we paid a price Mm -hmm. for reporting all of it. Uh, We were smeared. We were called conspiracy theorists. Um, We had our traffic turned down. Uh, It's interesting. It's really interesting. It's another thing that uh, it goes right with this. Um, insider.com dateline September 14th genealogist says there's evidence Joe Biden's 19th century ancestors owned three three slaves Washington examiner genealogist finds evidence showing Joe Biden's ancestors owned slaves September 14th 2021 New York Post genealogist finds evidence of Biden's ancestors owning slaves hmm. uh, the hill.com September 14th 2021 Biden ancestors owns enslaved people genea- uh, genealogist says DailyMail.com. Joe Biden's great-great-great-grandfather owned two slaves in Maryland and another enslaved uh, 14-year-old boy, new book reveals. Independent.com. I could go on. I could go on. Mm-hmm. Um, they all reported that September 14th, 2021. Now, here's what's weird. Really, really weird. Uh, GlennBeck.com. Exclusive proof that Joe Biden's family owned slaves. October 12th, 2020. Glenbeck.com. We reveal Joe Biden's slave owning history, Mm. but will the left cancel him? October 12th, 2020. Here's proof Joe Biden's family owns slaves. October 12th, 2020. Glenn Beck. PolitiFact. No evidence on Joe Biden's great great grandfather was Confederate soldier enslaved people. June 26th. 2020. Wait, wait, the, hmm? the PolitiFact, the fact-checking organization? Yeah, 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 there's no evidence. Uh, USA Today, fact-check, Joe Biden's great-great-grandfather did not own slaves, fight for Confederacy. That's USA Today, June 29th, 2020. Hmm. Our rating, false. We rate this claim as false because it was not supported by our research. Uh, Snopes, did Joe Biden's great-great-great-great-grandfather own a slave? August 24, 2020, rating unproven. We had all the documents in October, all of the documents. We fought all of we fought Snopes. We fought USA Today. We fought PolitiFact. We fought all of them. We were downgraded. We were penalized for doing it. They smeared me. They smeared my reputation. They called me basically a liar. And gee, now they're all a year later. They're all reporting it. And in fact, Let me give you the Mm. last line. This is interesting. 
This is the last line from Politico. Okay, their article showing all the evidence that we showed. And they, by the way, don't say that. I believe we paid the genealogist to do it, I think. Didn't we? I think we paid the genealogist to look into it. Um, so uh, here's what, uh, and they don't you know, mention any of that. In the end, Biden's ancestry did not become part of the raging inferno, inferno of an election year uh, fought over race and American history. Okay, listen, listen. In the end, Biden's ancestry didn't become part of the raging inferno of an election year fight over race and American history. I wonder why. Well, it, um, let me answer that. It could be because Biden has subtly managed the public perception of his background in a way that maximized his appeal while deflecting uncomfortable scrutiny. Or it could just be the luck of the Irish. Or I, may I just point out, or it could be uh, rags like you not actually doing your work, having political agendas, uh, dismissing people that uh, you don't like because they don't fit in your agenda and your worldview. That's probably what it is. I'm thinking that Biden wasn't scrutinized until, oh, well, this is weird. Until this month of this year when his ratings are going down and he's proving to be a monster. Huh. Now you decide to report it. Isn't that weird? It, you know, it is weird, Glenn. <laughs> Uh, but you have to really put yourself in the mindset of the media as the 2020 election comes into play. They learned a lesson in 2016. Mm -hmm. If you give oxygen to a scandal on the Democratic side, even if you spend all your time trying to explain it away, people hear that and they judge your excuses and they say, that doesn't seem like it's legitimate. Wait, what do you mean she bleached her laptop emails? That's, what are you talking about? These are, these aren't even, these words don't even go together, right? People heard Hillary Clinton's email uh, scandal and they said, this fits with what I know about her. She's acting very strangely about it. What do you mean she deleted 33,000 yoga emails? What are you talking about? None of it seemed real. So, the lesson, and I know this is impossible for a conservative audience and a conservative group of people to understand, but the media looks at the 2016 election and they partially blamed themselves for it because they allowed the Hillary Clinton email uh, story to be talked about at all. Mm -hmm. So when 2020 came up, they, they, and they, there are tweets all over the place podcast you can listen mm -hmm. to where they will discuss you know did we give too much oxygen to that hillary clinton email story oh, yeah. and that may have turned the election around in 2020 they took all these scandals that popped up right before the election and literally acted as if they didn't exist or punished you for even bringing them up and that was a totally different strategy that was different than what they've done in the in the past in the past they would try to come up with bs excuses to justify it and at the end of the day they wanted to be able to say well look we did report on it you might not like our reporting but we talked about it they they said Donald Trump is too much of a problem. They no, can't. They, NPR they can't came it. out and said we're not going to give yeah. any any airtime oh, to a conspiracy theory. There's no there's no there's nothing behind this bullcrap, bullcrap. There I mean, absolutely was something behind it. But here's what's more important to me: the past is past. What are they going to do to correct it now? 
they still won't report this. When this really comes out, and it's going to come out with Peter Schweitzer in January, when this really comes out, along with all of the documents and the whole thing, he's had months and months and months with the laptop. He has the mm-hmm. actual laptop mm-hmm. and a whole team of researchers going on it. And we should point out, not just the laptop, also multiple other email accounts that were not on the original laptop. I mean, Peter is basically the best forensic investigator for this type of thing that exists and he has all of this stuff i can't even imagine what he's going to be able to find so when this comes out and we know that it's real what will the press do again will they ignore it which is basically doubling down on their lie about this laptop Mm. I think if Biden's ratings are low enough, they just might run it. But unless he's a total lame duck, they're not going to do anything. And they will do it again and again and again. This time, they'll ignore it. And without saying anything, they'll just change the algorithms. You reminded me of this, and I went back and dug it up, the NPR tweet about the hunter biden story this is october 22nd 2020 just days before the election why haven't you seen any stories from npr about the new york post's hunter biden story we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories and we don't want to waste the listeners and readers time on stories that are just pure distractions now we now have information that hunter biden was using his dad's position to help further business deals we now know that, that that email was correct. The that email about money, money changing hands. Now, that deal, the particular deal reported there didn't go through. But we know that that deal, part of it was holding money for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, not Hunter Biden. We keep calling it Hunter. I mean, Hunter Biden's laptopcase.com. But I will say, Joe Biden is a massive part of of this story these it is about joe biden it is it is about taking money from foreign countries for favors it is it the guy has taken money from china this is treason okay this is treason when you are taking bribes from our enemies you are taking bribes to influence anything anything one way or another, you're taking money under the table from foreign entities. That's treason. And it would explain an awful lot of stuff that is going on, especially with China. So, Certainly incredibly corrupt. Oh, my gosh. Incredibly oh my gosh. corrupt. And remember, it's not just Hunter. It's not just Joe. It's Joe's brother. This is a family business in every sense of the word. Absolutely. He is going to go down as the most corrupt president of all time. We told you Come and on, we man. warned you. <laughs> Sorry. We warned you about it. Um, but uh, you knew. But because of the press and the way they have destroyed anyone who disagrees with the press or the administration or the Democrats, uh, they've destroyed our reputation Uh, Nobody listens, but we have to find new ways to approach our old friends. Rough Greens is our sponsor this half hour. Molly lives in uh, Idaho. She writes in about her dog, Darby, 
Her experience with Rough Greens, she said, I want to let you know how much I appreciate Rough Greens. Our dog Darby, a very large 11-year-old German Shepherd, is doing much better since we've been supplementing her diet with Rough Greens. Her skin issues have cleared up. She seems perkier and less lethargic. She is on joint supplements, but her joints actually seem to bother her a lot less ever since she started taking Rough Greens. Thank you so much for letting me know about this product. Boy, this kills me. Molly, I'm so happy for you. An 11-year-old German Shepherd is getting up in age, and especially if they're having the joint pains and the hip pains, it's so hard to watch them. Molly, you are welcome. I am glad that you tried Rough Greens. It sounds like Molly's doing really, uh, not, not Molly, that's you. Darby is doing really, really well. Rough Greens is a supplement that you sprinkle on your dog's food, full of vitamins, minerals, and all the other stuff that makes your dog healthy and happy. See if you can find Molly and Darby's experience to be true in your life. Get a free bag of Rough Greens just for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, did you see that uh, the Biden administration is not backing down on uh, not giving COVID money to farmers that are white? Uh, you know, they had an injunction. You can't do that. That's wrong. That's racist. So they went back uh, and they didn't go to a higher court. They went to a lower court and they started filing uh, lawsuits all over the country saying this is wasteful. This has to be happening because these people are really suffering and the lower courts are are giving Biden the the uh, ability to give that money to black people only, no matter if they have an injunction or not. They just they just went around it. Mm. These people are absolutely evil, just evil. I mean, I, I don't know how else to explain what's going on. They don't care about law and order. They don't care about what's right and wrong. They don't care about the Constitution. All they care about is having their way. And they will get it done. And it is it it is it's remarkable if we don't stand together and vote all of these people out uh, and take control of Congress and the Senate. Uh, we're, we're in real trouble. We're not going to last another. We won't last the four years. This has been this has been how long? Nine months. Look how different the country is in nine months, eight months. And they're not and they haven't even gotten started yet. We talked to uh, Donald Trump earlier today. Uh, he had him on. This is strange. First time ever. We went back and I looked at our records. We've never had him on the program before. And I've known him since I was at CNN. Uh, but he's never been on the program before. And so we welcomed him today. And it was interesting to hear. We're going to replay that interview coming up in just a couple of minutes. But you don't want to miss Donald Trump because I went over the uh, intro with him. All of the things that have happened in the last eight months. And it's shocking, shocking. I went through them and it took me about a minute and a half. And uh, Trump said, which I thought was interesting. He said, I'd like that for my people. You mean your campaign people? It is shocking when you hear all of the things that have happened, even just in the last week, all of the things that are happening to our country. And it makes you miss him. That's one thing I took away from this. I really miss him. <laughs> it's funny the other thing you could take from it is he's funny 
Uh, is, you forget that, like, you know, this is a guy who's been in front of people for his entire life. He's an entertaining guy, and they made him out to be just Satan the entire yeah. time he was president. But, like, yeah, that's he's funny. really funny moments. We asked him about uh, General Milley. Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> I don't think General Milley thought it was funny. No, I don't. But, uh, but uh, accurate. Yes. Accurate and pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up next. If you miss any of the program, make sure you get it with your podcast and share the podcast. Rate and review the podcast so the algorithms say, oh, these are real people. They're not robots. Uh, rate and review and uh, and share it with a friend. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can uh, stream it at any time at Glenbeck com or I'm sorry, blaze tv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's only a little bit, so you don't immediately feel it. So you're not too concerned, but then it shakes a little more. And this time the water in your glass has ripples a little bit. You think to yourself, do you have seen this movie? Moments before the giant Tyrannosaurus bursts through the trees and charges right for you. Then you're like, huh, should have seen that one coming. The ground is shaking right now. The most dangerous moment in our nation's history lies just beyond where most people can see. And there's not much question that it is headed our way. Are you ready for it? The U.S. dollar falls. Do you have a hedge against the insanity that will follow right behind it? Please, please call Goldline now and just do your homework. See if gold or silver is right for you. 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or go to goldline.com. Do it now, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Find out how you can be prepared for when that Tyrannosaurus Rex actually stomps on our financial system. Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, they're waiting for your call. In case you missed the Donald Trump interview, we're going to give you a taste of it here coming up. You can also get it on podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And one more thing, uh, HunterBidenLaptopCase.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Earlier today, I spoke to Donald Trump. Uh, we have an edited version. You want to hear the whole version, just go and listen to it on our podcast. Um but uh, I spoke to him a little bit about I started with Afghanistan. Is this was this your plan? Are they following your plan? No, not even a little bit. And we had a great plan, but it was a very tenuous plan. It was based on many conditions. For instance, you can't kill American soldiers. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with Abdul, you know, Abdul Ghani Karaka. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with him and very strongly, and he's the guy that's now the boss, and he was the boss then, and a lot of people weren't sure, and I had you know, numerous conversations, but I said the first, absolute first part of the first conversation that, Abdul, hopefully we're going to get along, but here's the story. If you kill any Americans or any American soldiers, any, we're going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before, and we're starting in your village but we are going to hit you harder than any country has ever been hit before. I hate to start off a conversation that way. It's not very friendly, but that's okay. I think you understand you've been fighting for your entire life. So what happened, what happened, Glenn, is from that point for 18 months, I believe it is approximately, not one American soldier was killed. We kept everything that we, and you have to understand, I did want to get out, 
but I wanted to get out with dignity and I wanted to take our equipment out and, you know, $85 billion. And I wanted to get, I didn't want soldiers killed. I've spoken to numerous of the parents who will only speak to me. They won't speak to Biden because they view what he did as having killed their child. And what he did is just indefensible. He took the military out first and he left all these people, and then we became beggars to get the people out. So I had a plan to get them out very quickly. But first, the Americans would go out. i say, go out, and you had a certain amount of time. If somebody wants to stay, we can't be responsible for them. But not too many people would have stayed. Go out. We were going to keep Bagram open. We were never going to close that because, frankly, Bagram is more about China than it is about Afghanistan. It's practically right on the border of China. It's perfect. And now we've lost that. And you know who's taking it over? China. I, I hear know. China is taking it over. We spent $10 billion to build that base. It's got the longest, most powerful runways in the world. And China is now got its representatives. It looks like they're going to take it over. Glenn, it's not even believable what's happened. The way we got out, you know, they have Apache helicopters. These are really expensive <laughs> weapons. And really, they have 28 of them. And they're brand new. They're the latest model. They have, you know, other, obviously, planes. I, I even say this, and you, you're a man. The reason you're great is because you're such common sense. Okay, it's about most. It's about ninety percent common sense. Let's face it. And why wouldn't they bring pilots in to fly out the planes or the helicopters? Uh, it would have yeah. taken an hour. Even yeah. if you land them in Pakistan, leave land them yeah. in any country. You got ten countries you can land them in and get them out of there. So they didn't do that. Let me um, let me talk to you a little bit about Pakistan. Um, General uh, Hamid and. Um, and the Prime Minister Imran uh, Khan it has been remarkable helping us getting Americans out and, and people who are mm -hmm. targeted. They've been truly remarkable. Were the, weren't they part of your plan? Yes. I had a great relationship with Khan. You know, he was a great athlete. He was a great cricket player. He was like the Mickey Mantle of cricket. Okay, I don't know if you know that, but he was a great athlete. I know. I guess, you know, that's how he was famous yeah. in the country. and. He became you know, prime minister and he was a friend of mine and he appreciated, you know, I wiped out ISIS 100 percent of the caliphate, which is yeah. much tougher than getting out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And we were getting out of Afghanistan. You know, I took it down from 20,000 down to 2,500 troops or less. And plus, we had some European troops that I insisted be there because why should we be fighting all this stuff? I mean, another reason Europe wasn't in love with me, but they respected this country. You know, they respected us greatly. Now they don't. They're laughing at us like we're fools. No. And we are. the way he got out of Afghanistan was, in my opinion, and your opinion too, I think it was the most embarrassing event in the history of our country. I, you know, it, um, it tells me something about the American soul, that it is still uh, wide awake and still open, because I think people saw that and saw that that was the most dishonorable thing we've ever done. It was dishonorable the way we treated our, our allies for so long. It leaving people behind, leaving Americans behind it has never been done, never been done. And now to have the the Pakistani general and the Pakistani prime minister helping Americans to get out and doing the things that our own federal government should be doing. It's shameful. Right. It's shameful. Well, it's uh, an incredible thing, but maybe more incredible is if you watch the news 
you see nothing about that catastrophe anymore. You see nothing about I know. the 13 soldiers, the warriors. But, you know, they were brought in because we took everyone out and they, they needed like an emergency. And they brought these young, generally young kids in and they weren't even there. They brought them in. They brought them in on an emergency basis. They got blown up. You know who they never talk about? The people, the our people and people on the other side, 260 people. But they don't talk about our soldiers whose legs were blown off that are right now sitting in a hospital, maybe listening to your show. Congratulations on your success, by the way. Thank you. you. do great. Really great. But they're, they're sitting in a hospital with no legs, with no arm. They have been badly. Now, we lost 13, but we have numerous really badly injured, as you can imagine, soldiers in the hospital right now. Nobody even mentions that. But what's incredible is the news doesn't mention anything about this anymore. In fact, he's going to make a speech today. He's going to talk about he got out of Afghanistan. Now, if you get out of Afghanistan, a lot of people like that, and and mm-hmm. you know people have different views on it. But you know, you get out, but you leave with great dignity. You leave with your weapons. I always knew that government was a fake government. We will give you another fake. And Ghani was, you know, he was uh, seen leaving with loads of cash. He had to leave some of it on the runway because it didn't fit into his helicopter and his plane. So he left. Tremendous amounts of cash on the runway, which nobody talks about. And I would criticize him for years. I used to criticize him because I heard certain things and I believe they were true. And now he turned out to be true. And the soldiers, you know, they're great fighters, but they were fighting for a paycheck. They were among the highest paid soldiers, the Afghans, because we were paying six billion dollars to the soldiers to fight. So they weren't really fight. They were getting a paycheck. That's why it collapsed so fast. And I always said, as soon as we leave, within minutes, that thing is going to collapse or before. And I said, Ghani will be out right before us. Ghani had a lot of political power in the United States with the politicians. That's the only thing kept him in office. Mm-hmm. But so I knew that. So therefore, I want to take back the equipment because they're not going to use it because they're going to leave. And that's what happened. They left. We could have had. The soldiers saved, our people out, everything beautiful. And we could have been out in the same period of time. It's really, you know, you're not talking about a different period of time or much of a different. Maybe you take an extra couple of months, but you're talking about we would have been out. I would have started. In fact, I had a May 1st date, but they didn't meet the the conditions. So we knocked the hell out of it. We bombed them. They were never going anywhere near me. Never anywhere near me. And he understood. Remember, they would never, no country would ever have been hit so hard as what they, if they killed Americans. Right. And think of it. In Chicago, that a thousand people, they, 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 what's happening in Chicago is so bad with these Democrats and New York is having a tremendous problem with crime, the well, crime. Let me, let in me, Afghanistan, it, we didn't lose one soldier. Can I ask you quickly, the book is out. Uh, today about General Milley, uh, right. the the failure from Lloyd Austin and General Milley is historic. But right. now we find out also that General Milley uh, possibly was undermining you with China while you were you were president. You said, and I thought it was very gracious of you to say, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Do you believe it yet? So I learned early on that he was a dope. 
I learned that when we walked to the church that was smoldering from the rioters. You know, that's what they yeah, were, right. anarchists that tried to burn it down, that they tried to say were wonderful, just, you know, protesters, friendly protesters. As I'm walking, you see flame, you see smoke. I mean, literally the day, a day or two before they burned, they tried to burn down the church, which was built along with the White House. I mean, at the same time, very, very important institution, everything. And it's a church. So they didn't quite make it, but it was minutes from burning down. All right. And Millie walked with me and I walked with numerous people, but Millie, the next day I saw him apologizing. From the day he apologized, they essentially had nothing to do with him because they said, this guy's a dope. All he had to do is say, uh, it's my great honor to walk with the president or the presidency. Talk about, not me, talk about the presidency. And there were other things. He made a statement to me, and I guarantee you that's what happened to Biden. He said to me, because I said, we're getting out of Afghanistan. We have to do it. Bah, bah, bah. I said, I want every nail. I want every screw. I want every bolt. I want every plane. I want every tank. But I want it down to the nail screws, bolts. I want the tents. You know, those big, beautiful tents that house the planes. I never saw tents as great as that. They're like hangers. I said, I want all of them deconstructed. I want them. I want every single thing. And he said, sir, It's cheaper to leave it than it is to bring it. I said, wait a minute, let me ask you a question, because I'm a construction guy, so I understand this stuff better than anybody. I said, let me ask you a question. You think if you have an airplane there, and you're going to leave the airplane instead of putting a tank of gas in, and the airplane might have cost $40 million, $50 million. We got really good stuff, or the Apache helicopters. I said, you mean some brand new, by the way, millions and millions of dollars. So you think it's, it's, it's cheaper to leave it where it is, then have a, have 200 pilots fly over and fly all the equipment out. Do you think it's cheaper? Yes, sir. It's cheaper to leave it than it is. I said, I got to tell you, I think you, you got to be nuts. <laughs> I mean, give me a tank of gas and a pilot. And I got a, I got, I just picked up $40 million, a $40 million airplane. All right. But he was strong. He just, it was amazing. So I learned early that this guy's a dope. But what he did do is he hurt our country, and he hurt us on trade because I was making trade deals. He hurt our country, and he shouldn't have been allowed to do it, and bad things should happen to him. Mr. President, it is a privilege to have you on. Uh, You could stay for more. I know you have a busy schedule, uh, but we'd like to have you back on again. Thank you so much, President Donald Trump. Hey, if you're trying to sell or buy a home right now, probably both, God bless you. The current housing market is kind of like running across eight lanes of fast traffic wearing a blindfold right now. Not that real estate buying and selling is ever a cakewalk, but right now it's especially difficult and you need somebody who really knows what they're doing if they're going to represent you. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a business of mine. I started it as a free service to you years ago to help you hook up with the best real estate agent in your area and the area you're moving to. We carefully monitor our agents' progress. We make sure that they really are the best in the business. And if you're going through the buying and selling process, what you need most is somebody that has a real team, a person that can lead that team and a person who knows how to attract the customers. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Don't take my word for it. Interview today. Find out yourself. Interview a real estate agent that we think are the best in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. 
is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas, and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test? Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re-talk re you through what that steps the, we that take. That is the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title Forty Two specifically because of covid i mean it's just intolerable at this point there's a huge difference of course whether you enter this country by flight or by walking we all know that covid exists only in the upper reaches of the sky and if you walk across a river you can't possibly have it or catch it my understanding is the water in the rio grande is the real cure for covid so that should work out pretty well. I, I just the, the condescending attitude of Saki is in just unbelievable. Let me readdress our policy. Let me re-explain. I'll re-walk you through. Uh, you know, well, let me explain again. Yeah, explain. Please do explain it again. Explain how that makes any sense when we have countries to our south that are doing nothing about COVID. I mean, they. You know, you think our handling has been bad of this? Look to our south. It's been nonstop unmitigated catastrophe after catastrophe in country after country to our south and the seemingly seemingly the only people we don't care about their covid status about their vaccination status about whether they're following any of the rules are people crossing the border illegally and celebrities well politicians too we saw the mayor of Washington, D.C., or excuse me, of San Francisco. Washington, D.C. was a previous case of this. Uh, the mayor of San Francisco went to a concert and wasn't wearing a mask, and they asked her about it. And it's being reported from even conservative sources as ridiculous, saying, like, she's saying, well, I felt the spirit and I had to get up and dance, and that makes it okay. I wasn't thinking about my mask, which, of course, is normal for human beings to do, but when you impl- implement these rules on your populace, it becomes a little ridiculous. But much crazier than that is the reasoning why she felt the spirit. And she acted as if it was the most obvious thing in the world because it was the the reunion of the original lineup of Tony, Tony, Tony. That was, <laughs> I, that was legitimately her excuse. I mean, come on. It was the original lineup of Tony, Tony, Tony. It's like... Look, we had a couple people rise from the dead. The Beatles reunited. We had to get up and dance. I'm sorry. I mean, it's Tony, 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 everybody. This is the Glenn Beck Program.